Greetings, travelers, and welcome to the Dran Modras podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Mike as we revisit Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. Also, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share as it does help the channel grow. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Drawn Modros podcast. This is Rob. And I'm Mike. And we just finished watching Star Wars Episode 8. That's right. The Last Jedi. Ooh. I've got tears in my eyes. Yes. Several reasons. This is definitely the one you've probably all been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Or have no interest to listen to because it's just, we all know what we watched. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with positives. Okay. I am. Go for it. So first off, number one for me is that this film is gorgeous in terms of the lighting, um, the explosions, the effects. I really do like the look of this film. I'll give it that. Agreed. Number one. Number two, Kylo Ren is my favorite character in this new trilogy. And his scenes up until he asks, after, after he asks Ray to join him, are great. Also agreed. Yeah. Great stuff. Adam Driver is Really the star of this new trilogy, in my opinion. And Ray and all the chemistry of the characters in the first first movie, Force Awakens, they were there. They were, they were at that point. But in this one, when you separate them, I'm already going into negatives right away. Right? <laughs> That's it. Those are my positives, right. honest to God. Story looks great. Adam Driver's a good actor. Right. And that's about... That's about it. As far it. as we go. Yeah. There's some cool stuff that I like. I know the force projection of Luke, I do like. The details that we find out between Ray and uh, Ben Solo, how Ben describes the fact that he can see Ray's future changing yeah. sides, and Ray describes that she sees him going to the light. You know, what I find interesting is that she basically told us what was going to happen in that throne room scene, but we still haven't seen what he said about her, how she will turn to the dark. And that where I'm like, oh, and then having seen these Rise of Skywalker trailers where we see Dark Ray, Right, specifically the most recent one also. Right. I'm like, oh. Bringing Palpatine into the mix. Right, right, right. So I guess, you know, we'll also talk about that trailer because we're going to be watching Rise of Skywalker. Um, Pretty soon. Yeah. So we know who Snoke is. Snoke is most likely possessed by Palpatine. Almost 100%. Right, because... We don't know for sure, but that trailer definitely makes it seem like Palpatine has been manipulating Kylo Ren. Without a doubt. Through Vader's voice. Yes. Through Snoke. Right. And now he finally faces him at some point in this movie. Right. Coming up. Very exciting. So seeing Last Jedi, knowing that, made me really enjoy those Snoke moments. Because obviously, and you know what? The hints were there. They're playing Palpatine's theme, you know? Yeah. So without a doubt, you know, it, it, it drives that home now. So I do like that. And it makes me like Snoke more. 
I just wish I would know who he is. I mean, he clearly he's a wealthy dude. So maybe Palpatine possessed the wealthiest guy in the galaxy to fund the New Order. Yeah, or they tease, you know, the sense of obviously the people on that planet where they're going Canto to bite. gamble. Yeah, Canto oh, Bite. I mean, maybe he found just, you know, somebody who was supplying the First Order with weapons. And I don't know. It. I mean, they don't well, give you any of that he to made, make you think that. But I think he made the First Order through Snoke. Because he was wealthy. But that's what I think. But we don't know yet. That's a good thought. Yeah. But uh, the comedy. (laughs) Well, that's what I'd like to get into is ultimately the film had potential Mm -hmm. to be great. It really did. But I think the execution and writing just pulls it right into the gutter. Oh, completely. Rian Johnson, what will you think on? (laughs) Because... There are moments in this movie Oof. where you have such depth. Yes. With this, the most specific one is with Ray and with Luke. Without a doubt, it is such a powerful scene and a moment in the entire series. Mm-hmm. If Ray is who we think she is as a Skywalker, right? That she gets to see Luke. She offers him oh, the, the lights- lightsaber. Oh, you're talking about the opening, right? Yeah. And he takes it and throws it over his shoulder. It's just so... The tone is way off. Then she follows him. Yeah. And a little bit down the road, he's thirsty. (laughs) He's got to get a drink. So he goes down to the four-titted... Whatever the hell that is. Gets gets a little suckle. (laughs) Some some blue teddy milk. <laughs> From what I could tell, that scene could have been completely taken out because he goes right into this leap across on the giant spear. <laughs> oh my god! And spears a fish <laughs> and brings the fish back. How did he bring it back? So it was like, was he preparing dinner? A blue titty milk and giant fish, dude. That scene with the milk. Was like some weird Japanese hentai stuff. That was weird. We look, you even stuff. get the cutaway of Ray, who's like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> this isn't a Why Star are you Wars? drinking it." Why are you drinking? He looks up at her. He's like, "Ah, not much to drink around here. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Yeah, feel like you know, gotta get your nutrients." <laughs> Oh, dude. Even the even the creature gives her a look like, yeah, I don't need keeps coming around doing this. I wouldn't drink it. He won't take no for an answer. Yeah. He doesn't understand what I'm saying. I keep trying to fight him, but he's got these force powers holding me down. Oh, God. So, of course, that makes the meeting way less powerful. Dude, well, then it goes into other elements. You didn't even talk about the first thing that you mentioned. You were like, now remember, you were like, this opening scene sets the tone for the whole film. Because I haven't seen this movie since the theater. Right. That's what I said before we started watching it. Right. And that opening scene was <laughs> that stupid. It's not even when he throws the lightsaber. Before that, and I totally forgot this. There is this really out of place, poorly done Yo mama joke. Right. Poe is racing towards the entire First Order fleet because oh. the rebellion is running from them yeah. in desperation. <laughs> he goes right at them, makes a phone call 
to oh, them God, to talk so to Hux. Bad. Yeah. And then pretends that he can't hear Hux. Yeah, he's like, just I'm holding to get for Hux. The timing they need so he can get close enough to take out their guns. But the whole joke is so just bad. so cheesy. It's terrible. All of the jokes, none of them landed. No. For me, no. No, it was it was. I think so they forced. would land for an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. Though they would definitely like, all right, you know what? Uh, let's Disney-fy this. Because yeah. this felt totally... Because still, Force Awakens, in my opinion, is still up there with one of my favorites. It was great. And this one, it's like you split all of these characters up and you put all of these terrible jokes. You're forcing these stupid porgs down your throat. Oh. It got, it's, isn't it emblematic of what they're doing in Mandalorian? Oh, my God. With this, Baby Yoda? But you know what? The first episode that we watched has been episode six that has broken that mold. So I'm hoping JJ's back on the wheel right, he's that that right. mold will get broken. Because right. Rion Johnson <laughs> is not, no. not the director I want writing or no. directing it, my it, Star Wars it, it, you know, no, fantasy. I, I agree. It, it's true. Because I'll be honest, man. It says written and directed by him. And I'm like, wow, they gave their franchise to some guy who made a, a half-decent sci-fi flick named Looper. Like, Looper was cool. Like, it was, it was cool, but, like, it wasn't great. I, I, I don't know what happened, but I'm going straight to the Kathleen Kennedy. She was a fan of it, or fan of him. They had some sort of relationship. She gave him the, the keys to the car. I'm shocked that they gave him the keys, because... Man, at one point, no one said, listen, we got to tone this down because this is really off. No, because it's like you said, it's still Disney. Yeah, Disney you know, fight, without a doubt. I mean, in the world of Disney, this is fun comedy because it's for kids, right? So they're still playing to the kids joke, yeah, which yeah. I guess is funny in a kid's eyes to have those kind of moments. Even it was the, what about the scene, people, when he's tr- he decides, Luke decides he's going to train her. Right. And he's trying to show her how the force works. Oh, God, that's right. He, she closes her eyes, tells her to reach out. Right. And she reaches her hand out. Mm-hmm. And that in itself struck a nerve with me. But then we added to it. Yeah, she's not that stupid. We saw her in Force Awakens. She's already mind-tricked somebody. Yeah. She was able to force-pull the lightsaber in the woods. She was so much more capable. And... I don't know. They made a dumb intelligent. Yeah, she was like so. She's back to innocence. Square one. It was so weird. It was, it was no growth. It was it was regressive. Finn too. He's been he's been through such oh. dark points. Right. We see Finn's wake up. You know he's leaking water out. That was a horrible scene. You have a thousand questions. Where's Ray? Yeah, well, that, that's well, your first. That's question. the only question you got. That's answer. like is I my totally wrong. Do you fix my back? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I can walk. Wait, yeah, am I not still a sliced open sausage case? Uh, yeah. Well, how about? Oh, wait. Last I, I was awake. I was in the woods, and Kylo Ren took a lightsaber to my back. Where the hell am I? Yeah. Are we winning? Yeah. <laughs> Where did Ray? I get here? Did That's we, first. Did the the Star Killer base blow up? <laughs> yeah. Where am I? <laughs> did it work? Yeah. Nothing. Where's Ray? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Okay. I, I can buy it though. All right. I feel bad for John Boyega because I've seen interviews with him. He seems like a really cool dude. And he's been recently talking about how he's he wasn't a huge fan of the Find me somebody who was, uh, who's been brave enough to talk up. Listen, Mark Hamill was the first one yeah. to speak out. And I think he vocally was against this whole entire Luke 
direction that yeah. they took with him. I, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't hate it because he didn't finish his training in Jedi. And we talked about that and why that would, uh, I'm sorry, an empire and how that would affect him in the future. It's just. Ah. Right. But they do have a scene where they establish that well. They where do. They're on the island and Yoda appears. Which I do love that. Yes. I That's forgot why. to the mention movie's that. not a total bust. No, 100%. I forgot to mention that. There scene. are good elements that still. Bring some pieces oh, home. Like I described, puppet. the Ray and Ren conversation. Oh, yeah. I love the that points stuff. with Snoke, I still think, are really effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moments like you described, uh, what did we just say, that moment? With Yoda with the puppet? Yeah, well, Yoda is really great. Builds oh. character. Shows Luke's you know imperfections and failures. It. Yes. But it's how we learn. And still teaching us. And and that, that scene always right. gets me choked up. It drives it. home... The effect where it's a bigger picture of yes. like, you know, accept your failures, learn from them. Right. Don't just accept failure as like, that's it, I can't try again. Right. You pass that on right. and, you, and you teach So there's people. a lesson there and I oh, appreciate that. But it is peppered with yes, moments yes, yes. of just bad comedy that pull you away from the strength of the scene, yes. in my opinion. It just ruins yep. the deep moment that yep. Luke and Ray are having. That Leia and Luke might have. Oh yeah, Ray and you know it's just. <laughs> we didn't talk about that scene. Every Leia. scene, yeah. every moment. It's always undercut with a joke, and That's it's just so not frustrating. Even good. No, I mean they tried to do this back in the day with C three PO, and it worked with three PO and R two D two because you didn't even know what R two D two said back to him. Right, and but they were the comedy. They were the comedic relief. Right. You know, that was who the is point. in this movie? Everybody is. Everybody's Everybody. got a liner. Right. Right. And look, Han Solo was naturally charismatic and funny, but there weren't any slapstick. There's some. We even dumb have moments with Chewie. Stuff. He's eating a freaking oh, bird. God. Poor Chewie. The he birds has, show up and they're nothing. like, oh, you, how could you? <laughs> Chewie does nothing in this film. Nothing. Such a waste. I feel so bad for him. I Such really do. Such an amazing character who's been in so many of the films. He's like the ultimate side Beloved character. Beloved by everybody. He does and nothing. Yeah. We we pass him over as as just the driver. It would have been cool if he sacrificed himself or something, because like poor Chewie is just he's no. I would have been right, even more upset because that would have been a waste of his character yeah. to take him out. It's so crazy. It's so weird. But speaking of death, yeah. what about Leia? Oh God! Where Kylo Ren decides he's gonna go rogue. You mean Mary Poppins? Super upset. Yeah. <laughs> Super upset that he's been you know. Talked to by uh, Snoke. Oh, he's been be, talked down. Yeah, talked down. I do like that. You scene. You hurt my feelings. Yeah, that was a right. cool scene. Good moments with Snoke has potential. Oh, Goes out scene. on a little rant. Decides he's going to mess up the rebellion's day. Right. The one moment he in that do it. scene. I love that scene. It establishes something about his character. He truly is. He torn. can't pull the trigger when it comes to the moment. He knows where his mother is, can't but his it. men do it. Yeah, they do it. She flies out. And somehow, she understands how not to die in space. Yeah, that was, oh my God. She wakes up and force pulls herself back into the cabin. I did not like that. I still don't like it. I didn't like it in the theater. How does she know how to do it? Right, I didn't like it now. It's the same concept with Ray. Somehow she knows how to operate the force. All right. But now when it comes to the moments... 
she doesn't know how to operate the force and she's completely unaware of how it works with when in reference to ray that luke has to slap her hand down right. this is the same thing with but, leia i don't but, get it but we never saw leia do any force anything stuff. All she seems to have is a, an awareness. Yeah. She she feels yes. Luke's presence. She feels her son. She's force sensitive. Yes. Right. But I mean, look, I, I will say this. A lot of time has gone by. So perhaps Luke had trained her in ways of the force, which I'm sure happens. I just feel like you're, you're reaching, man. I wish I could have seen something. Give me some well, you know inkling. What it is? I'll tell you this. Of that. If it wasn't that ridiculous scene where she's pulling herself through space it would quite be more quickly f- quite quickly it would be more forgivable because if it was something a little bit less insane you'd be like oh okay well she must have learned something but like to learn that where space can't kill yeah, you almost buy it more that she would know how to kind of give herself a force shield, shield some right and they pick her up yes right i almost buy, buy that more I than agree. the idea that she Oh, I'm in space. <laughs> Can I get to the door? I got it. I got it. Yeah, and then just and then she's out again. It's just like it's just a weird scene. Yeah, it it's is so very weird. Weird, and it just doesn't fit. It no. really doesn't. Um, no, no, not so at all. So that scene. I mean, it just you keep having these moments where they slowly pick you up, like riding a roller coaster. Yeah, where it's like they'll take you up, take you yep. up, up. This is cool. This is cool. And then oh, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the pacing is so off. It, I'm not going to lie. I was like catching nods with the whole Canto Bite garbage. That could was. Kill that whole. Which we the, spoke oh, to. Oh, Let's get into that. Because right, the plot itself. <laughs> Laura Dern. Terrible. Character. I like her as an actress. She's she great. She's great in Jurassic Park. Yeah. She should have stayed in Jurassic Park. <laughs> they give her purple hair. Oh. She. We know nothing about her. She comes out of nowhere. That's terrible. She takes over for Leia, and for some reason, she's got it in for Poe to not tell him the details because he's a bit rebellious. I think she got the hots for him. <laughs> the whole thing is built on rebellion. Yeah. You're not going to tell the guy who just destroyed the biggest ship? He destroyed the Dreadnought. You're not going to tell him your plan? And that, real quick, we're going to get back to that. It really annoyed me that Leia was mad at him because a couple of ships got killed during that that whole run. but. He said that this was a fleet killer. So you only got one cruiser left. Right, exactly. It's war. It's exactly. So I mean, the fact that he took that out, you know, the, the sacrifice of few to save many. I get if you'd be pissed if he didn't. Right. Get yeah, it. Right. Like you wasted all these lives. Right. And we had an attempt. No, he did it. They he took it, it out. <laughs> they destroyed this giant fleet killing ship. Yeah. So I, I didn't get it much either. I right. agree there. But go on, continue with that. So going back to Laura Dern and her plan. She takes over. Some reason she doesn't want to tell Poe. I don't even think Poe gives her a reason to be the way she is. Zero. Like act so kind of No, she's like, I know your type and sarcastically. She's like, I know your type. I was like, Oh, so you're stereotyping. Even afterwards he pleads, just tell us what it is that you're planning. And in the end, we find out that she was planning to use the cruiser as the decoy because the uh empire or new, no, first, new order, order, first order right couldn't see the small ships they, they were only, focused on the cruiser they're only tracking the cruiser not tracking small so because she decides ships. not to tell him he <laughs> sends off finn and rose oh, God. Oh. who we'll get into rose <laughs> in a second <laughs> because i'm already on laura dern <laughs> 
She's uh, Finn and Rose go off to like you right. said. What's that place? Canto Bite. This is John Draws podcast, the musical. Yeah, this <laughs> is like therapy for me, people, yes. right now. No, it goes I to wanted Canto, to talk but... about this movie right. so badly for so long because it is for me the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, look, I, I like the idea of Rose's character. This like the I, the concept of her. I like that she's tied to her sister into that opening battle. Right. So that makes, makes sense. her important. I like that her and Finn are kind of similar in terms of what they, their jobs because he was they had similar jobs on opposite sides right, and of the that team. she respects him as like a hero like but he doesn't even consider himself a hero I neither like would she all, yes exactly it's what destroys their kind of their their arc is this stupid mission that they go on because Holdo is not telling Poe the plan and they inadvertently make everything worse screw up the plan yeah you know a lot of people get killed as a result <laughs> they start blowing the hell out of these little uh transports. transports that have people in them the rebellion could have been much larger but because she decides not to tell him yeah he sends his own rescue oh. mission out and who do they contact they fail even more and it's they- almost like it's an excuse just to bring back Gwendolyn Christie's character, Captain Phasma. Oh, that was terrible. But who do they call? They call Maz. Ghostbusters? <laughs> I wish. Because this franchise is dead. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if they're rising. That's about longer. as good as the jokes in that movie. Yes, were. that's exactly. We've reached the level. Yeah, we have reached it. So they contact Maz Kanata. Yeah, quick like, phone call. Po- when did Poe ever, ever meet Maz? Yeah, along with, and then the she's she's apparently really busy. Oh, she don't get any a, piece of that. She's in a union dispute. Yeah, that was so stupid. So she's a bit distracted. Says you need to find the code breaker. So they go and find the code breaker. We see him for two seconds till they get locked up in prison because they decided to park where they weren't supposed oh, to. That park. was so dumb. You couldn't have parked in the hills in the open beach. Yeah. <laughs> That's Idiots. a private beach. He says. Yeah. But we got to do that so we can set up the alternate code breaker, who's oh. the only other guy in the jail cell, just happens to overhear and can... Oh, he talks like a... I can, like a, a, I can s- fix it. So let's trust the guy who literally sounds like a literal snake. I know. Whoever's choice in direction that was. Ooh. Oh, boy. wow. T- talking about on the nose, right? Well, obvious and literal, in my opinion. I was waiting for him to go, that's all, folks, when he left. Boy. That Bad was so choice, st- whoever made that. Ooh, Benicio but, Del Toro, man. Jeez. Yeah, and I, I, I love him as an actor. I oh, think it's he's not his great fault. actor. No, but you don't know who's making that choice and who's saying like, yeah, let's go with that. He's sort of a snake, so we'll give him a little bit of a... A weird speech impediment? Yeah, right. That <laughs> kind of sounds, I guess, like a snake. <laughs> I guess. I that was really that's stupid. That's all I can come up with for that. That was There's really no stupid, no other reason man. for it. That was so dumb. Yep. And so... And and BB-8 can apparently she he's like a mini Terminator because he he can drive an ATST. Not only that, he took out those guards oh, with yeah, no three arms, guards, yeah, and they were tied up. God, because how did he do that on his own? I don't know. BB-8? But apparently, there's another guard that shows up and he shoots him with the millions of coins that he was given by, I guess, uh, the one the little drunk little drunk guy. Oh my god, that was really stupid. But then we move <laughs> forward into the, the scene. Now they have the alternate code breaker who saves them for some reason. We don't yeah. know why he rescues them. Yeah. He's BB-8. with BB-8. He's like, what's your story, Roundy? <laughs> yeah. Somehow he understands the droid. And can I explain, well, I got, I'm here with my friends. We're trying to find a code breaker. 
you're Codebreaker? Yeah. Let's get a ship. We'll pick him up. Like, is that what went down? Yeah, how did they convince him? Right. So let's move past that because I don't even want to get into it because it just frustrates me. Wait, no, even more frustration. You mean, uh, no, now it's worth it. <laughs> Got to save the horses. That Look. But hey, uh, if that's what you want to go, I, I get. It just didn't serve the story. No, it's just all about sending the messages. That's all that was. And yeah. that's what frustrates me. If you like it, nothing served the plot. No. <laughs> it was very frustrating to watch. Very frustrating. But it, it gets it gets more and more intense and but the pacing, like you said, going into it, there are movies Ooh. in this series that have great pacing. Yes. New Hope is one of them. Force Phantom Awakens. Menace, Force Awakens. I mean Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. You watch these movies and they do not Empire. feel like two hour movies. Right. You watch this movie, it feels Feel like three Every hours. second of yeah. two and a half hours. No, it was it was getting long. Once you pass the point where the two of them are fighting, uh, yeah. Ray and Ren are fighting after they kill Snoke. It's like you think that's the ending, and you realize there's a whole nother thing going on here. Oh, after yeah. and we have to get to the planet, and then oh. Luke's going to show up, and Luke's going to fight Kylo Ren. But it's not really Luke; it's just his visual of Luke. And right, we find out Ren's just been fighting a. a how embarrassing. Yeah. How embarrassing <laughs> in front of your entire fleet that you're just fighting some some He's mirage. having a bad week. <laughs> it's been a rough week. He killed his dad. <laughs> He's got to come back to Snoke and tell him he messed up. Yeah. Dreadnought goes down, so his, his partner's screwing up too. Yeah. Now yeah. he decides... The, the funny part too is when you watch the scene where Ren actually kills Snoke... I don't know. I do After like everything it. I've seen, part of me is like, did Palpatine or Snoke know that that was coming? Or did he really get thrown off by the fact he's turning his lightsaber and he's about to turn it off? Like he's using both hands. Yeah, well, that's he's misleading I, him with yeah, the other hand. This guy saying. can't recognize that it's two hands. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. That didn't After bother me. everything that we've seen... That Palpatine is this incredible evil genius. That surprised him? Well, maybe... The sleight of hand got him? Well, maybe because he's in this He's body. got one good eye. <laughs> he's got Snoke's one good withering eye. away. <laughs> yeah, basically, maybe. I don't know. That didn't bother me, to be honest with you. I know it bothered most people, but that didn't actually bother me. I thought it was I mean, it was a cool, cool. scene. Yeah. That's why you forgive it, because it's a cool moment right. that... It establishes Ren's battle with the light and the dark. Yeah. So that's why I think people are willing to forgive it. But I just, part of me feels there was another way to do it. Maybe. That, that just would have had more of an effect. Yeah, but how do you that kill someone believable. that's that powerful? You have to outsmart him somehow. It's that's the only the way. thing, man. You just don't do it. <laughs> you have to escape somehow. Right. right. Well, they got to get away. Him. That's one element that really frustrated me. Okay. All then right. Then you get into the battle. I, I don't mind the battle. I mean, I know you've really like looked into it and saw just all those, because the I timing appreciate off. like stunts and yeah. There is a moment when like Ray kicks one guy, but three guys go flying. And right, right, right. It's, it's just weird how the director left that in. You know, well, if you notice, there's a cut immediately before that, so it's almost like they filmed oh, the whole scene, but the cut is kind of like she kicks. They all fly, but as they all fly, we cut away from it. Mm. So I think that was sort of like a. 
let's cover recognizing it up. that this was sort of a mistake, but let's cover it with you Interesting. know the other side of okay. the, and we'll come back to it. I still love the fight. I think it's really cool, and I really like how they have to team up and fight the guards. And I love that Ren is looks at her and he says, "Join me." I think it's really cool, especially right. that's a good move. Yeah, but you described it. This movie has elements peppered in oh, that yeah. help the story along. That's it. Help his That's character development. Certain characters develop. That's it. But I just, I think the approach, the execution constantly. I, I agree. I agree. But I do love when he's saying, he's like, join me. You know, just like Anakin asks Padme. You know, so I like that dynamic. And there is a certain, I don't know if they're love are, are, are destined to be lovers because, you know, I kind of believe they're still brother and sister, but like it has the embers coming down in the background, you know, so it's yeah, like beautifully shot. It's really nice. It's just so cool. And, you know, I, I love how he's so desperate and he's like, please, he has nobody. He's really alone. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like you want her to join. And I, you know, I personally, I think the movie should end it there where you're left with that decision hanging where he's like, join me, please. And you're wondering what decision she's going to make. Would have been good. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Would have been good. Because I'll be honest, after that, the movie really, really falls off. Yeah. Because everyone's cheering at the end like they won, but you only have one little small band of- Everybody's on the Falcon. Everyone's on the Falcon. That's it. So like, who is there? No one wants to come help, even after Leia said, put in my- personal code yeah send out this distress signal what's her personal where she even have a code like that was it waffle crisp what's her personal code <laughs> yeah it's that was really really just, just weird missed, man just so many misses yeah in the moment for me that could have been good but mm-hmm. they decided to go with some comedy and just weird choices just for me it's a powerful powerful movie there are powerful scenes these are Characters yeah. that we've built a depth to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking Leia, Luke, Chewbacca. I'm not a huge fan of Leia in this. No, I liked no. her more in the other it's, one. It's disappointing. It really is, and this but, is her last appearance. Yeah, well, so, she's going to be in the new one, but let, let's not forget. Wait, let's not forget the jump to light speed, Kamikaze. Oh, scene. through the ships. Yeah. Now, listen. I think last impulse decision. I do think the idea and the aesthetic of it and the when it happened it's cool but then as my brain started to dwell on it and think about it and it really soaked i was like why don't they just always do that yeah <laughs> you have a bunch of ships in the first order if that's an idea you don't think these guys are ruthless make one of those ships just crash right into that cruiser that's it. you're make saying a droid. they can't catch them because the ship's right. too fast make a droid pilot it so it's not a human and you just have a bunch of kamikazes right into the cruiser. It just it puts a such a huge hole yeah. in that idea. No one thought to do that <laughs> until until Holdo. Yeah, she was like, "Wait a second. Yeah, that it's was so crazy. It'll just might work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I get from that. Yeah, that was really like again when it happens, it's cool because there's no music. But then you're sitting there, you're just like, wow. So. Anytime I see a space battle, I'm just going to expect someone to jump just to light speed. light speed and you're all good. Yeah. That's that's it. You go right through the ship. Yeah. And not through just one. All, all of them. them. My God. She went through like a whole fleet. She, she's she got a, some serious accuracy with a giant ship. 
Oh, God, and when that happens, they tear through it. Of course, Rose and Finn survive. Somehow. Oh, that was so... All the stormtroopers are dead around them. You know how many Except Phasma. Oh, God. And a couple others, but BB-8's got them because he jumped in the ATST. How did he get in the ATST? I don't know. He's a ball. He has no legs. He doesn't fly. these wires. Oh. Spider-Man in up there. And nobody noticed, though. (laughs) Yeah, nobody noticed at all. He got in, and then he's able to work that thing. Oh, God. And you know what's crazy? They don't even follow up with the, the, the what's it called? The code breaker. Did he escape? Did he die? He's not important enough. That's so stupid. But he was really important because he screwed everybody. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're telling me like I'm defending this movie. Instead of Finn fighting Phasma, we should have saw him or at least Rose get revenge on the code breaker. Nope. That's Maybe it. they shot that. Oh, my God. Would have been a three-hour movie then. Oh, no, thank you. But, you you know, Phasma shows up just to be killed again. Again? Falls into, I don't know, the pit of what ship? I know. What was that? The depth of, I don't know. Who knows, man? I thought falls into the pit of the bottom of the cruiser. Uh, Yeah, where was that? I thought it was all open now. But somehow they're able to stand. Like it just it it makes me so frustrated. Because not only do they survive, then they grab BB-8 and they're all on the ATST to the one ship that was totally fine. Next, get out of there. Next cut. Yeah, Yeah. and then the next cut, they're immediately flying off that uh, broken cruiser. This is your storytelling, Rian Johnson. And then they get to the crate planet with the salt and they just happen to make it through when that door is closing where all the rebels are hiding and they don't hit anybody in they don't they don't hit anybody and they're perfectly fine because they raise their hands up oh god this is an enemy ship we're talking about yeah they're helpless in one little I would blow the hell out of that ship just because I think it was a kamikaze after what we just saw. <laughs> They're going to use this plan on us. Maybe there's a bomb in it. Oh, dude, it's just, this is the level of thought that went into this. It was bad. That's where I'm getting at. Bad. Very bad. You need someone at a higher level of creative writing. And now, wait, wait, we didn't talk about the penultimate and I'm not scene. saying it's easy. Wait, oh, wait, wait. This is your favorite scene. When Finn is finally, finally going to have an end to his arc. He has purpose. He was ready to run in the beginning. And now he realizes that he's not going to run. Find this hunger junk. Right. And he's going to sacrifice himself for the greater good. This is literally what his character has been building up toward. There has been no death so far. The selfless character saving others finally Finally. lives up to the rebellion. He is... The thing that saves yes. them from ultimate... No, he's not. No, because Rose is going to crash her ship into him. Basically, breaking his back. Which should kill both <laughs> Again. Of them. He's fine, though. Oh, he's perfect. Because he fine. wore a seatbelt. <laughs> he hops out one, two, three. She's in a bit rough state. Right. But she wakes up just enough time to be like, it's not about hate. Oh, God. It's not about fighting the things we hate. It's about saving the things we love. Dummy. Oh, yeah. She goes, dummy. I'm saving you, dummy. Then she kisses him and then he falls. And then he looks at her like, what? He was like, this girl is crazy. (laughs) I did not give you consent. (laughs) This is terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was a creative choice. I do not know how they were 
Okay, yeah, let's go with that. That scene ages worse than the CGI in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, that I is... would watch Attack of the Clones on oh, repeat. Yeah. Oh yeah, then watch that scene again. Uh, dealt yeah, without a doubt. This is definitely uh, on my bottom. Yep, for sure. And if you're listening to this, and you love Last Jedi, that's awesome. That's okay, that's great. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Feel free to leave in the comments. If you felt differently about certain scenes we discussed, I would love to know. Yeah. This is why we do these podcasts, because we're passionate about this stuff. We love Star Wars. And that's why we want to talk about it. Yeah. And we're open to different point of views, too. Uh, Again, I don't think the film, I will say, it's not compared to other bad films. Not in Star Wars. I just mean in general. It's not a, it's not, it's still a cool movie, you know? Yeah. There's elements of it that are like super cool. Again, like the, the parts like that we, Looper, right, <laughs> right. That's, that's what he does. Right, they're cool. He makes cool movies. So, you know, I think there are cool parts to it, but as a whole, it's just it's not, in my opinion and Mike's opinion, it's not particularly successful as a Star Wars film. I think it just lives up to the level. No, that, it doesn't. Especially what that movie needed to achieve in order to keep the story. Yeah, you know, it's powerful. Especially after seeing Force Awakens, that yeah. movie's so great. Because you're coming back from how many years of waiting, that movie managed Oof. to kind of keep it going. Yeah, you know, okay, it was similar to New Hope, but I, I can live with that. Yeah, yeah, it still is its own movie. Yeah, and it still gives you new characters that you really enjoy learning about the world. Yeah, you know, it's and. Last Jedi takes that and just Ooh. throws a little clown comedy into yeah. it. That's exactly what it was, clown comedy. Makes it even longer than the last one. We're left know. with uh, whatever is going to be pieced back together by J.J. in I gotta Rise say, of Skywalker. Yeah, no, it's he's got a lot of work to do. Because even John Boyega said, you know, how, how do you fix this now that you separated your characters for an entire second film? So now you you don't have that growth because now they have to like rekindle all that. And maybe that was the point of that original trailer when you hear C3PO be like, I just want to take one last look at my friends. Right. Where it's like, you know, this is them coming back together. This whole movie is going to be about them building but the it, relationship. It is weird him saying that to Finn. He doesn't know them. Po- exactly. He doesn't yeah. know them. So, so I don't know. But the I'm only excited trailer that I've been excited is this most recent one Ooh, where yeah. we hear the voice of Palpatine, mm-hmm. Snoke. And Vader. I love it. I all love out it. of the same, what we think, person. It's definitely Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If what we think is going down is going down, Ray's going to the dark side and <sighs> Ren is turning Ben. Yeah. I think that's what the whole... First off, you have to have Hayden Christensen in this. You have to. I'll tell you why. Tell me. Look, the whole story, you cannot... You can't write a continuation, especially with Palpatine, and not include Anakin Skywalker, who, who is Vader. Not only Vader, he is the chosen one. That that is the prophecy. He has to bring balance, and his redemption is key, because by bringing back Palpatine, his redemption was pointless. But now we've brought up this theory that it wasn't really Anakin who was the prophecy, that Palpatine created him and purposely well, misled the prophecy. That could be. That's right? what it's that that again, that's not said for sure. No. 
But that totally our theory, right? But you have to have, and it's Anakin talk to Ben now. I don't know. And that would be him. a challenge. Well, I mean, think about it. He's been hearing the fake Vader, the fake Snoke, all this time. But then, would he just hear the fake? No, he would hear. He would finally be confronted. Mm. Yeah, confronted yeah. by the real Anakin Skywalker. Which can't wait to see great. it. I know. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what they come up with. Our review will be coming the second. We, well, not the second. We're probably going to go eat and talk about it. And Could <laughs> <laughs> I need to breathe? Might watch it a second time. Yes, yes. I don't know. And but then then we will be... We'll discuss. Yeah, we will definitely discuss. And I can't wait. Everyone's, everything's been leading up to this. And this has been a fun ride for I, us. I oh, really God. loved watching yeah. the movies from episode one mm-hmm. all the way up to eight. It's been Looking great. forward to nine. Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed it too. Yeah, 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 we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us talk about it. And uh, thank you for joining us on this ride. Uh, we have one more review left. So... We will be back with our review of The Rise of Skywalker. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. And may the Force be with you.